You're listening to the Platte River Bard. How's it going, everybody? This is Chris Berger. And this is Sherry Berger. And right off the bat, let us apologize for the the slight uh, tardiness of this episode here. We, uh, well, we, I, brought home a, a case of the Christmas Carol crud back from the playhouse and infected my poor wife with it, so we've been laid up for about a week with uh, strep and fever and, oh, and every other thing here. But uh, we, we are feeling much better. Thank you very much. I feel like I'm an honorary cast member now. <laughs> yes. I have survived the... Christmas Carol, Dickensian plague. Yeah, exactly, and uh, we we are we are doing very well now. Thank you very much. We are we swear we are no longer contagious, and uh, things are great. And so we're back rolling. And now, uh, real quick before we get into this week's episode, just kind of wanted to describe what the idea is for this week's episode and for next time's episode. Uh, we wanted to kind of get into and talk about the Christmas Carol tradition, not only in the Omaha area, of course, at the Omaha Community Playhouse, but also the Kansas City, Missouri area, uh, down at the Kansas City Repertory Theater, which is the Christmas Carol version that uh, I grew up seeing. And right now, and for the past 19 years, he's on his 19th season now, a man by the name of Gary Neal Johnson, a very fine actor, a beloved actor in the Kansas City area, has mm-hmm. been working down there for decades, is their Scrooge, and he just does a wonderful job. And so we went down there and we talked with him, and he was very generous with his time, and we talked about his experience uh, with the play, with the character. And uh, then next week, we will come up here, and we will talk to good old Jerry down at the Playhouse and about his time with the, with the character and with the play and with that tradition and uh, maybe a little c- compare and contrast. And we, we promise we won't ask exactly the same questions of both of them. And, uh, and uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy that, and we'll call the whole thing A Tale of Two Scrooges. Part one and two. Yes, just to be slightly clever. <laughs> and uh, so we hope that you guys uh, will enjoy uh, hearing from both of those gentlemen, because they are both very fine actors. Yes, and then we hope to have two more bonus episodes for you this month. One we're still working on, so we don't want to make any promises until we can get it all put together. The other one, we've been able to secure permissions to bring you a radio broadcasting of A Christmas Carol from Rolla, Missouri. And we've been able to secure permissions from that. They they um, did this radio show about three years ago, mm-hmm. and it's just a really good show. We, we thought you'd appreciate it as you're decorating, running errands have some extra time at Christmas, you could kind of enjoy some extra episodes. Yes, a nice little radio play of A Christmas Carol. Uh, Their adaptation is about uh, almost an hour long on the nose, and it was adapted by uh, a very dear friend of mine, uh, Daniel Reardon, who is a professor up there in Rolla. And uh, he also plays the part of Scrooge Mm -hmm. in the radio play as well. So that'll be quite fun to listen to, and we hope you guys will enjoy that. So uh, without... Uh, any further ado, let's get into this week's episode with Kansas City legend, I must say, Gary Neal Johnson. Enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. 
and we would like to welcome today's guest, Gary Neal Johnson. Gary is a professional actor known for his many appearances in Kansas City theaters. He's performed as well as in uh, Utah, Chicago, San Francisco, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. Uh, his IMDb page, yes, folks, he has an IMDb page, uh, most notably known for Renovations of the Heart, It's a Fixer Upper, which was done in 2019 and filmed right here in Kansas City, where we're talking to him today, and the film Crossfire in 1989. Now, he has been in A Christmas Carol at the Kansas City Repertory Theater in Kansas City, Missouri, since the 1980s, and we are honored to meet with him today. Please welcome to the show, Gary Neal Johnson. Chris, thank you, Sherry, thank you very much. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Well, it's very nice to it's have you honor. here. It's an honor. I've uh, known of you pretty much all my life. I grew up in Kansas City and grew up seeing you in, in theater here. Well, good, good, and, good, good. Uh, and it's a real pleasure. And and to come completely clean, kind of know you through a family member of yours and a very, very good friend of mine, uh, Kurt Hanover. Indeed. And uh, he is your nephew. He is one of my very best friends in the whole world. He's a and, fine boy. Yes, and, uh, yes. Fine man, he's I should right. say. He's all right. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, nice guy, and, uh, and thank you so much for doing this with us today. Happy to. Uh, and now, in addition to just working at the Kansas City, Missouri Repertory Theater, uh, he's also worked at the Coterie Spinning Tree Theater, uh, the Heart of America Shakespeare Festival, the New Theater Restaurant, Starlight Theater, the Living Room Theater. Of course, he's done the majority of his work here at the Kansas City Repertory Theater. And at one point in time, he did understudy Stacy Keach for the part of King Lear in, well, King Lear, written by <laughs> William Shakespeare at the Goodman Theater in Chicago. That was that was uh, an interesting experience. I bet. Steve Scott, who was the art, associate artistic director of the Goodman Theater in Chicago, which is is which is their mothership okay. in Chicago. It's the it's the big one. Uh, he had seen me do King Lear in uh, in the park here at the Heart of America Shakespeare Festival uh, okay. some years before. Well, actually, in in two thousand, and um, they were and why they couldn't. Find one in Chicago. Uh, I, I never had that explained to me, but they called down here um, to ask me if I would be willing to come to Chicago and understudy Stacy Keach um, in in King Lear, um, as you just said. Yeah. And um, as I said, never. Well, I was I was I was delighted. It was it was well, a sure. highlight, and it was, I look back on it. Now and I think well, I was so delighted to go be an understudy for someone somewhere. Yeah, um, but uh, indeed, as you can imagine, it was uh, it was a treat. I went on, you know, uh, several times. He had then later on we did it in two theaters. We did it at the Goodman, and then we went to um, six months later, a year later, a year later, maybe we went to the Shakespeare Theater in Washington D.C. Mm. and did it there for a while. And uh, nice. I did it. I did it more there than I did in uh, in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. what's it uh, what's it like being the other study and then getting you get the call or the notice? Oh, hey, Stacy's not coming. Right. What do you? I, they, well, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, that it's kind of a, a mixture of. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. Did, did I want to go on? You bet I wanted Absolutely. to go on. Yeah. Uh, but also, um, 
Well, here, there, there, here's an experience, and uh, I got this every time I went on, oh. and that is so everybody's in their seats that you can hear the buzz, and the, and the, and then the man comes or woman comes over and says, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, uh, in tonight's performance, playing the role of King Lear, normally played by Stacy Keach, will be played by Gary Neal Johnson." Oh. And you and it's you can hear the place just, just, just the oh, oh no and, they, and it goes on <laughs> and on awful. and on and I would stand back there every time I would stand back there with next with another fellow who went on at the same time I did and we would just oh. laugh and laugh and <laughs> shame laugh. on that even the first time even the first time it struck me as funny because of course I understand they came to see Stacy Keach yeah. and who yeah. in the heck is Gary Neal Johnson? <laughs> Gary Neal Johnson is awesome. I bet you did an awesome <laughs> job and changed their minds. Uh, I, I did. Oh, yeah. Here, I, that's, would be an immodest of me, but but no. uh, yeah. By the end of the show, they'd seen they'd seen a good show. It wasn't yes. just because it because it's not just one person. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a good show. Well, yes, and you know they you were hired for a reason. So uh, you know, I mean, I guess, right. Yeah, right, you know, right, right. you're not just a place filler no, there. Just <laughs> <laughs> we're going to assume now. One of your uh, number one bucket list roles you recently got to play, which was Tevia in Fiddler on the Roof. Right, right. That and and my other bucket list role was Willie Loman, which I got to do oh, here yes. in Kansas City at the, at the here at the Rep. Um, oh gosh, I can't tell you now, but maybe ten years ago. Okay. Um, and then and then along came Tevia, mm. uh, which I. And God bless uh, the, the the boys at uh, at the at the spinning tree uh, because yes. they knew we we talked they know me and uh, mm-hmm. we talked before and they knew that it was on my uh, it was a bucket list role for me and uh, I, I I got to do it and loved it and I looking for places daily where I could do it some more. Do it. Oh, it would be one of those roles you would like to revisit. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I'm too old for it, but then so was uh, everybody who's ever done it has has played it too long. (laughs) Because it's it's one of those roles that if you get to do it, then you got to do it. Right. Yeah. That's not one of those roles you really say no to. Right. Exactly. You know, especially as you're saying, you've learned it, you've loved it, you were good in it. And so why stop after three weeks? Please, somebody, Please, someone yes. else. If there's anyone out there, <laughs> <laughs> please call me and let's do Fiddler on the Roof. We got Fiddler. Now, now, ultimately, um, how did you get into acting? I mean, was it something from as a kid? Oh, gosh, I always wanted to as a kid or came upon it later in life? Or You know, growing up, there were times when um, I would be put front and center to uh, you know what lead the class in the pledge of allegiance or 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 whatnot in junior high school um th- they did plays and uh, oh. and I was in a couple of those uh but I was also pretty much more of more of a of an athlete than I was uh, you know an actor okay um I was I was very active in athletics um but um oh uh then in high school, actually, I got I got injured playing football, and I couldn't play my senior year, uh-huh. and so I thought, well, what is it going to do? And so I uh, so I turned my uh, my um, my endeavors to the uh, theater department and the music department, and uh, kind of found a love. And then the next year, I went to uh, U- um, University of Missouri in Columbia and their school of journalism, which is a highly regarded school of journalism. Yes. My, da- my dad went there, and he was a journalist all his life. Um, 
And uh, four years later, I had graduated with a Bachelor of Journalism degree, and the only thing I knew was this isn't what I want to do. So I came to UMKC and uh, hung out in their master's program and uh, got a master's degree in theater. And while I was in school, started working for the uh, Tiffany's Attic and the Waldo Astoria Dinner Theaters and um, became one of their stock players. I was in probably, I don't know, maybe eight shows a year. And... um, uh, but all the while, I really, I'm just killing time to, while I figure out what it is I want to do. Want to do? Yes. Um, then I went to I went to Hollywood for three years and uh, didn't really do much of anything. Um, they called me three years later and um, offered me a, a show and said they could keep me busy for a year. Anyhow, anyhow, blah blah blah. Uh, at some <laughs> at, so, at some point, and I'm it was probably years later. Um, I just looked around and thought, "Oh, uh, it looks like this is it looks like this is what I'm going to do." I'm an actor. It looks yeah. like I'm an actor, and this is this is what I'm going to do. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Right, um, and uh, it's, uh, it's sometimes strange to look back on it and think, uh, "What an what an odd way to make a living." It is, and it's an odd thing to say when somebody says, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" Oh, well, I'm I'm an actor. I avoid it if at all possible. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll skirt it. I, I won't, don't don't lie, and but 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 sure. But uh, yeah, it, it, you're exactly right. What an odd thing to say. It is an odd thing to say. Oh, just in terms of, I want to talk a little bit about acting before we get into uh, a Christmas Carol and Scrooge. Some actors have it, some actors don't, and some actors really hate this question. Um, but I'm going to throw it at you anyway, and we'll see what happens. Um, you have a specific way that you like to approach roles or is it different every time um or is there kind of a i mean because you have been doing it for so long do you have is there a little system maybe that you have or maybe not your imagination my imagination needs to run wild um in the early going in my relationship with the play uh it starts off the the only thing that's a the only thing that's a given is that it starts off reading and reading and rereading and rereading the play okay. to get to know, but become very familiar with m- m- the role I'm about to do or the role I'm being offered, uh, what have you, um, and its relationship with the rest of the play. And then you look for little clues, uh, character traits. You look for little clues. What 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 makes what what would be what would be good? What makes this character different? And what could I? What could I? What could my imagination bring to this role that would make him even more uh, interesting? And sometimes that's really the, the key. Sometimes that comes easily. Sometimes it comes very easily, and you get something in something in my head, and think, okay, I can, I can, I can run with this, and you know, uh, and sometimes it doesn't come easily, and that's when yes. it's, uh, <clears throat> that's when it's, that's when it's work well, because it's because work. you still yeah. need because you still have to come up with something that's going to make this character um, appealing and interesting, um, and uh, that that can happen. By uh, the uh, the director saying just saying the, the right word, uh, yes. you know, the, the right note, um, uh, just. Cl- but most often, it's something that it's something that I think we all actors that while we're while we're sitting at home working on the play, um, something something happens, something comes along. It's got to spark your imagination in right. some way. 
Right. Yeah, and really draw you in. Yes, absolutely. I gape a little bit when I mask. It never comes out smooth because I can't really explain it. You know, I can't really explain it. And it's not ever the same. And uh, you just hope that the magic happens and, uh, you know. Everything kind of demands to be approached maybe a little differently. Right. Yeah. Right. And depending on how it captured your imagination. Exactly so. And and where you are at the time. I mean, you know, in in age and just in in your state of mind, I I would imagine. Um, Now, Christmas Carol, A Christmas Carol here at the Kensington, Missouri Repertory Theater has been going on since... 1981. 81. Okay, that's what I thought, 81. Now, I've been in it since 1982. Oh, my. And you started the second year. I started the second year. I saw the first year. I was wow. doing something. I was in another show, frankly, and uh, the rep was doing a Christmas carol. You know, no, well, no big deal. Sure. It's turned out to be a huge deal. Yes. Um, um, but uh, at the time, it was eh, no big deal. And I saw it, and I kind of liked it. I uh, kind of liked it. Uh, but uh, uh, um, And it, of course, has come a long, 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 long way since, since that very first production in 1981. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, with all the years, of course, you didn't start out immediately playing Scrooge. Um, you did a few other roles in between your, your journey to, to Scrooge. My Uh, first year, my first year, I was double cast as, uh, a character called old Joe. Old Joe. Um, uh, the, the rag pickers, uh, have, have picked Scrooge's stuff. Oh, uh, yes. And they come and basically sell it, sell it to him. And Scrooge, Scrooge witnesses, I mean, one of the ghosts takes Scrooge to witness various things, including, including this. So I was old Joe and I was also young, a second, second young gentleman. Now I think, and I like to think that I'm, that I'm the only person who's ever been old Joe and young anything. (laughs) Awesome. <laughs> Both of the same show. But I was, uh, you know, I was 30, I was uh, 31. 31. No, 32. I was 32. I was 32 when I started, uh, and I'd always played older, um, but I was only 32. So so I could do young. I knew how to do, I knew how to be young gentleman and old Joe. And old Joe. <laughs> and then the next year I was, um, they asked me to do Jacob Marley's Ghost the, the uh, and and yeah. old Joe. So my my young gentleman days were over. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I did I did Marley for three years. Um. And then in 1986, I was cast as Charles Dickens. Uh, that that production b- began with a Charles Dickens family scene. Uh, so we establish him as Charles Dickens, and he's trying to he's trying to uh, finish writing a Christmas Carol so he can sell it and you know f- yeah, so can feed his it. family. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so it's Charles Dickens, and he was the narrator, and I played Charles Dickens for 14 years, and then in the year 2000, um, they asked me to play Scrooge, and uh, I've now done it for, this will be, this will be 19, number 19. 19, right. 19. Wow. Uh, that was the first time yeah. I came across uh, Christmas Carol was in high school, and I uh, apparently you had just started doing uh uh dickens at that point uh-huh. and uh and their particular version uh, uh that they were doing at that time had dickens as uh, essentially the narrator right. of the story uh which was a, a which is a really neat take on it. every 
seems like every version has its own little differences and right yeah uh, the use of a uh, the use of charles dickens uh, the narrator uh, allows you to, because much of the beauty of the language uh, written by Charles Dickens is not in things that people say. Yes. It's just in his in his narrative yes. uh, and his description and his passages of, of uh, describing the world, the people. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what the narrator allows us to do is uh, to get a lot of that. Get in. more of his language and prose into the thing. Right. Yeah, I, right. I, I always loved uh, that particular version. I thought it was neat, and yeah. I thought that the Dickens character was – and. One of the things that they did, well, I don't imagine, well, one of the things they did with the Dickens character later on, there's a, there's a bit of a sign of a fun reveal later on that I know that they used to do where he kind of doubled as uh, Christmas uh, yet to come. Oh, right. Uh, yes. Oh, you, was, you remember that. Which was a fun reveal. Yeah. I, I always thought that was yeah. a nice little neat touch. Right. Um, it was a neat touch. And, uh, and, and I really played I, well with I, the I, audience. I'll as tell I was you, and I did that. <laughs> I did that. They did that from the very beginning, and they were, we oh. were still doing it when I, when I took over five years later. As, uh, uh, but uh, I had forgotten all about that. I haven't thought about that for, for I, forever. Yes, yeah. I always thought that was that was a particularly neat, <laughs> particularly neat. And uh, but uh, now playing Charles Dickens, and you played real folks before, real characters from history. Like I saw that you did a Harry S. Truman to give him hell, Harry. I did for a while. I did. And there always seems to be a particular actor seem to take maybe a little bit more responsibility. When the person is real, oh, very much so. Yeah. I, I I think, and that, that's the only time, as I recall, uh, that I've played uh, that I've that I've played a real human being. And I have, we have dear dear friends who are who called Harry Truman Uncle Harry. Oh um, my! So that I had that added pressure too to 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 give this my all, and yeah. uh, and they just loved it. They they did it uh, they did it in the fall. Um, one year, and then brought it back in the spring of the following year because Neat. they just uh, because not everybody got to see uh, got to got to see it the first time. I was quite proud of that. I, I love that show. It's a really it's a fantastic show. I forget who I saw do it. Uh, someone famously did it. James like, James Whitmore did it uh, back uh, there way we back go. when. And got an. They they did a movie of. They they filmed it. They filmed the stage version. It's yes. just a one man show. Yes. And, uh, and he won the Academy Award for. Uh, mm. for That's the, role. the one I saw. Yeah. Yes, right. indeed. It's uh, the kind of the research that, that would go into playing a real person. Was there any, anything interesting? Because Dickens is such an interesting fellow that you learned while you were playing and kind of researching the man that really kind of surprised you. That it was like, oh, really. Well, his um, yeah, his love life, <laughs> which the, the, this isn't the the venue for. We won't go into that. Well, sure. um, uh, but uh, but nothing. Uh, to be honest, nothing. Nothing that I played. Nothing that was playable. Um, sure. Um, no, as far as who he, what his manner mannerisms were what he was like um no that was just pure imagination oh, I fair didn't enough. To, yeah 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 yeah. now 19 years with scrooge we had 14 years with uh dickens yep uh going on number 19 you're in the thick of it right now just right. started a rehearsal last week right and um so after 19 years and of course we have 18 prior Year after year, and I and I realize that you've had a couple of version changes mm -hmm. in what you do here right. at, at the rep. Uh, is there? But when you're doing the same play, 
year after year, same parts, same character, same lines. Um, is there a way that do, do you make it a point to maybe change little things up, change big things up? Maybe this year I'll do this. Or are you one of those people like, man, I got it right the first time. Let's not mess it up. I'm that guy. Okay, ah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I came in. I had, you know, I'd, I'd seen this. So my, I, I was, I was the narrator for 14 years. I, I stood on stage and watched mm. it for 14 years. Yeah. every performance. Um, and uh, and over the years, I had seen four or five uh, people playing uh, uh, Scrooge. Mm. Uh, so I, I just without without thinking about it, subconsciously, I was forming in my head what I. Mm-hmm. thought what I wished was going on out there yeah. um, and um, and so when I got when I got the opportunity um, I boy, I just I just dove in head head first and um, created created a story in my head that was impervious to very the various directors who would come in and, uh, you know, there, I had, I had at heart the story I wanted that I, that I thought I could tell that I wanted wanted to tell, tell, uh, and still tell whatever, uh, whatever conceit any given director wanted to do. We could still do that, but, uh, it, it, uh, uh, and it's, it's, and I haven't varied. I haven't had to vary. I talk about uh, other directors' conceits. Nobody has asked me, in all honesty, okay. in, in 19 years, nobody has said, Gary, let's change it up. <laughs> nobody has said that. Right, uh, yeah. And which is great with me. And in fact, I'm, I, I, I warm slowly to change. And so when I have had to change something mm-hmm. up, of course you do it because yeah. that's the director and I'm sure. the actor. Exactly. Um, uh, and you adapt, and suddenly that's suddenly that's the new reality. And I, I hate to give that up at, at some point. Yeah, but um, you get it. Really well, no, you get attached. Now, now I'm mm-hmm. curious. Now, when when it came time for you to be Scrooge, um, was it okay? The person from the previous year has departed. We are auditioning, or did they say, "Hey, Gary"? We would like you to do it. No, yeah, I was just asked to do it. It was good. Yeah, and yeah. I was such an old hand. I mean, everybody, at that point. everybody knew me, and and the yeah. relationships with people, and is that, yeah, it was easy for, and you it, could just step right in. Yeah, right. So well, well, and it's easy for somebody to say, uh, Gary, we'd like you to do this, and yeah. not not have to audition. You know, they they had an idea of that I could do it, and and it is such a big character and such a famous sort of iconic character i mean his name is synonymous a a scrooge is you know a a cheap you know sort of mean man and is there any is there anything that is attractive about that character to you that went man i really want to i want to play that guy because or is it is it just the fun of being the bad guy or the challenge of to try to make him likable or i don't know the joy for me and this helps this helps me so much go back out there and want to go back out there every single night we do a, we do 50 performances this uh is every every christmas 50 is uh, really? 52 mm-hmm. i think or 54 wow. sometimes depends, there again depends on where christmas falls how it falls in the, yeah yeah um is the journey is this journey that this man takes every night and and going being taken it back to his past and seeing people 
standing next to people uh, close enough to touch or hug, and of course he doesn't, can't, right. um, but see his sister alive again, to see mm-hmm. Mr. Fezziwig alive again, and and um, old haunts, you know, school, I mean, just, just old people and old places, and to see him come face to face with with his past and with people in his past, and uh and it's just such a it's just such a wonderful journey to take night after night after night, and not I always you say the same thing. You, you, we can't vary really from the staging uh, or from the script, uh, but you see new things almost every night. Um, if you've got your eyes and your ears and your heart open, there you, you, there are. You, you find new things every night to react to, yeah, yes. uh, or at least. And but when I say react, to feel, and the feeling, the yeah. feeling is going to cause something different that night than it's going to be the next night or it was the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that is continues to be the the joy for an actor to do every night is to do this fantastic, this wonderful story that Charles Dickens has written and this wonderful character um, and to get to go on that ride every single night. Yeah, he's, he's the guy you love to hate almost. And and I, I don't know, maybe, maybe we love to hate him because we do know in the end that he is redeemed, maybe. I don't right, know. Right. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Well, I have to, having said all of that, <laughs> yes, no, what wonderful fun it is to be Ebenezer Scrooge oh. in the uh, <laughs> in the early going. And even in, oh. even in oh, the, sure. even, even at the end, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, polar opposites. Yeah. But uh, what, yeah, what great to, uh, <laughs> what, to... what great fun to, to just be so hard, so mean, so nasty oh, oh. to everyone yes, um, yes. who comes it comes in your your view but it's always well you know playing the bad guy is always kind of fun right it, yeah. it, i haven't done i haven't done a whole lot of that in my career oh, uh, yeah. for for some reason i have as i've started as i've entered into later phase <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah i think more roles um are coming my way um because of age uh, but and that and that's uh, that's great fun but uh, yeah most of my career um i I played nice guys. Fair enough. Well, now, so I'm curious because in Kansas City, it's been going on for so long, over 40 years here. I think you guys are approaching almost 50 years soon. Oh, the theater with, itself. Well, well for, 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 for the Christmas Carol oh, for, production itself. Oh, no, that's 40. We're approaching 40. We're approaching 40. Yeah, I'm right. sorry. I'm approaching 40. Yeah. Uh, math is not my frong suit. <laughs> um, approaching 40. So, I mean... And, and not just in Kansas City, uh, many cities all over the country, it's become, it's part, part of people's Christmas tradition. This is very much a part of right. Christmas as the Christmas tree, as the presents, as family coming over. And and you, yourself, Gary Neal Johnson, now for the past 19 years and for 14 years before that as Charles Dickens are now, you're, you're a part of hundreds, maybe thousands of people's Christmas tradition, I, I get that. I get that a lot, and yeah. uh, and I, I can't tell you how proud I am of that. It's if, I, be. if I may be, um, uh, yeah, but people, yeah, people want to stop 
and do. Stop me in the produce section of the grocery store. Stop me at wow. restaurants and and uh, and mm-hmm. want to talk about it or at least say something about it if we don't have a conversation. But I've had a lot of conversations standing next to the lettuce uh, about uh, <clears throat> about uh, Christmas Carol uh, in in particular. And um, it, God, what a lucky guy I am! I'm telling you, what a lucky guy. And I know that this uh, this could easily have not come my way, but it did, and uh, I have enjoyed it for low these many years, and uh, hopefully I will for a couple of more. Oh, I'm sure you will. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and Thanks. What, and Many more. What a, it's such an enduring character, such an enduring story. I mean, it's just, what, over almost 200 years old now? Oh, yeah, 1843. Yeah. Um, so, so we're, we're 170-something. Yeah. yeah. And what what is it that keeps this? I mean, I, I realize Dickens was his best publicity agent when he went around the country reading it. And I know that certainly helped um, raise the awareness of it. But, I mean, long after he's gone, year after year after year, and there's just something about these characters, especially right. Scrooge, that just they've kind of grabbed a hold of at least the American sort of imagination. I don't know how it is overseas or in England, but... Uh, at least the American imagine they kind of grabbed hold and never let go. And I don't know, is it really, is it the journey? Uh, the, uh, Scrooge, is it really all about Scrooge? Well, or the, the, the seeing the joy, it, it's of course all about his redemption. And we see this man transformed. Um, but we see, we see what all of the spirits put him through sure. in, in this journey. And, uh, and we, we, we watch him, uh, undergo this phenomenal, wonderful transformation, and we, uh, and we are so happy for him, happy to happy that this has happened, and and we enjoy watching him get silly and uh, yes uh, you know uh, we've all seen we've all seen the movie um, you know and, and and or many of the movies and yes. uh, uh, you know that that's. Essentially, what we're we're doing on stage too. I don't know why. I, sure, I, I, I but it's the movies. big moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to uh, to, we are because of Dickens' characters. I'll tell you this, Tiny Tim. I'm you know Tiny Tim. Break your heart. The oh my gosh, that, the yes. That, you know the spirit says uh, if things don't change, he's not going to make it. Um, and the various sadnesses, the things that happen to Scrooge. Uh, anyway, we've we've gone through this journey with him, and uh, and he comes out. And he comes out the other side he just exactly does. the way we want him to, and if not, better. Yes. Um, uh, in fact, Dickens does say he, he was he, he he was better than he was better than one might think. Yes. Um, yeah. He was. He was better. Uh, yeah. And 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 being so much a part of everybody's tradition, and and now what's become what since 1982 for you, your your Christmas tradition has been right here. At the Kansas City Rep, how that Leave, certainly yeah, leaving, affected leaving the house every night at yeah. six thirty and saying goodbye to my family out yeah. <laughs> from Thanksgiving to Christmas. You're <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have and they thought about joining you? <laughs> yeah, have you what ever you managed the chorus? Oh yeah, yeah no, I, I guarantee you, they all could, could have if they wanted to, but uh, no, yeah, no, no, that's Dad's thing. 
But yeah, that's that's very much and and, mm-hmm. and sort of had an effect on your family's yeah. Christmas tradition right. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My my both. I was uh, yeah. I was doing it. My first was born in 1989, and so I was. Oh wow. I was you know, yeah. I I was Christmas Christmas. My doing Christmas Carol has certainly been a big part of their Christmas. Every Always year. been in their yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Largely because I'm, as I say, I'm I'm not there every night. Right. <laughs> One year we didn't do it in nineteen. I mean, in in twenty oh nine. That's right. Did was. you do Christmas story? They did a Christmas or? story. Yeah. It was a world premiere of the musical version of a Christmas story, and it's still being done out there um, somewhere. I think yeah. every, every Christmas. Um, it went to it went to Broadway one one the second Christmas. I think it was. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Um, now, were you in the Christmas story? No, I was not. Ah, yeah. I thought, hey, I'll tell you, it was they—they uh, they were walking on eggshells. I—I I discovered later when it's like, okay, who's going to tell Gary? Oh, who's, who's going to tell Gary? And they couldn't announce it. They couldn't announce it publicly, or they wouldn't announce it publicly before, before they, they felt. And I, well, yeah. I appreciated that. But that but until nice. until they until somebody told Gary, we're not doing Christmas card this year. <laughs> and which, not only that, and you're not in a Christmas. And story. you're not in a Christmas story, which I imagine you were. <laughs> but sad that was the year, happy about. That was the year that I got to see. A nutcracker suite uh, at the at the ballet for the first time in decades. Yes, um, got to got to drive around with the family and look at lights. <laughs> uh, you know, I got I got my Christmas back. Yeah, on, uh, and that was good enough. That <laughs> and then, it, then we jumped back on. Then the, right uh, back into uh, it. Right, right, right back into it. Okay, so I, and I got to know because you've been doing this for so long. Um, it's live theater. Things happen. <sighs> Is there I is there what what, one or two him. times that it just <laughs> went off the rails? Well, you know, uh, oddly enough, oddly enough, no, uh, not in not in an interesting way. Okay, here's one thing that would uh, in the original the original production uh, there was a lift. The stage had a lift of maybe twelve feet. Uh, it was the it was the width of the stage, which is a large stage here, okay. and uh, and about tw- and it it would it could go all the way down two floors floors down, yes. and they would set up scenes down there, and then they would bring them up, and it That's helped right. with scene changes, and it was an interesting look, yeah. um, and many times over the years, many times that lift would either not go down or not come up. Oh, um, man. And that was that was always an experience. Never a good one. <laughs> Never a good one because it meant somehow or another we had to keep the play going mm-hmm. with either a big hole in front of us uh, where we usually do this scene or this play. Right. But now, now we're... Now we're we're having to do the play back up here in this little space, space upstage, and a whole lot of whole tables, family scenes at dinner. I mean, huge scenes have to take place in this little time. And now we have a turntable. Uh, That's which what I understand. Is, which, yeah. which is which is uh, just uh, trans. Transformed the staging of a Christmas Carol. It was—it's such a blessing. We have a turntable so that they can set scenes up backstage, and and they turn the, and it's a huge turntable. It's the, it's the size of the stage, um, and they can turn well that turntable some also sometimes doesn't oh, leave no, or doesn't come back technology on. will always fail on <laughs> right, you right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. and uh and so those yes it's just everybody puts their 
best foot forward well, sure. and you do uh, you do whatever you have to exactly. do and sometimes it's silly and sometimes it's and and then we hear this afterwards audience never knew exactly the and they yeah know. oh wasn't that great yeah, yeah, oh yeah, i've yeah, never no, seen no, that before yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, you'll yeah, never yeah. see it again yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and other than that you know i we you know we trot out the year that uh our our ghost of christmas present uh wears plasterer's skilts underneath his long robe uh, sure. um, that that make him two feet taller than uh, he, than he, he would be mm-hmm. um, and there was there was the, the year that something gave way with one of the plasterer's stilts and uh, down oh. in the middle of the nephew Fred party oh um, no leaning on the <laughs> while leaning on the uh, the uh, fireplace down. Uh, down, go, down goes the ghost, ghost of Christmas. Down goes present. present. Yeah, and uh, with all of these, and he's a ghost, and they're the partiers. And uh, how do you, how do they just ignore that? Well, I think there again. I think, I think the, I think the if that year, this is in the eighties. Yeah, that year, the I think the partiers came to his aid and oh, uh, did, got him did. back up, um, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 things and things continued. But uh, but uh, other than other than that, no. Um, although. You know when when something memorable when something memorable happens on stage, it's rarely good. You know. Yeah, I you know, yes, I found yeah. that to be true. But anyway, as well. no, I, I don't have. I don't. I don't. I'm. I am often asked that question, and I wish I had better stories. Ah. Uh, but uh, but I don't. <laughs> That's quite all right. Well, now um, this year, 2019, you guys start on November 21st. Is it 21st? Is our first uh, preview. Okay, in fact, preview night is 21st. Yep. And you are ready for round 19 of Ebenezer Scrooge in a Christmas Carol here at the Kansas City, Missouri Repertory Theater. Right. Bring um, it on. Yes, indeed. Already. Oh, I can't stayed, wait. He stayed really busy this year. I think you've done kind of back-to-back plays this year, right? Oh, well, I, this year, actually, th- this year, I did three. I've done three plays this year, and none of them were back-to-back. Oh, okay. One was in the spring... Uh, oh, and then one, yeah, then one was in uh, August, September, yeah. and so I, so I had all of October, was, yeah. and that's, so uh, and like, that's yeah. where I am now. I want to do, I want to do three plays a year. I, I don't really want to do more than three, and I don't really want to do less than three. Okay. Um, uh, but, three is but just, three, just right. Three, yeah. is, three is just right. In fact, I have, I've promised myself that no more back-to-back, um, that, um, it's uh, hard. Gosh, gosh! One year, the year we did, uh, we we did Death of a Salesman. Um, I was, it was in January, and we started oh. rehearsal in December. While I'm doing Scrooge, doing ten Scrooge. shows a day, uh, a week, and um, and squeezing in squeezing in rehearsals for Willie Loman and Death of a Salesman, and uh, yeah, that um, that th- that required uh, a lot more than I was used to giving <clears throat> yes um so i've yes i've told myself n- n- yeah no no Three's more good. of those back to and no more back, back to back, back yeah back to back. Or, or even start one the day after you close one i said no that's i need i need some a little breathing room. time well yeah. especially after a big run like like christmas right, carol right. over 50 shows and so after you're done with this, do you do you know what's coming up next for you in 2020, or or you're still wait and see? I have no idea. Okay, and so so probably nothing nothing too soon. Sure, um, which is always okay with me. Uh, but the the phone maybe maybe this will be the year that it doesn't ring at all. But the, well. the phone the phone usually rings for something a couple of times anyway. 
Well, I am so glad that you took time out of your busy schedule because yes. you are right in the middle of it right now yes. uh, to talk with us. It's it's really been a treat for this us. Is, well, really this has been honored. fun. No, no, they, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed this. I, I, thanks for thanks for calling. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. and we thank you for being with us. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Neal Johnson, and he'll be Ebenezer Scrooge in the Kansas City, Missouri Repertories Theater uh, version of A Christmas Carol. Previews start November 21st. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.